Welcome to the Bring It Home podcast. I'm your host, Matt Kinzera. Here we focus on your life, your story, your purpose. I know what some of you are thinking. Some of you have been with me for a while and you're like, why does that intro song sound so familiar? I know it's different than what Matt's had on here. But it sounds so familiar because you must have been with me from the very beginning, or you must have at least listened to some of the episodes from the very beginning, because for the first year or so of the podcast, back when it was called Jesus Never Ran, that was the first ever music that I had for the show. And I've always, like, <laughs> since the day I did, I've never gotten more comments about music than I did about that intro on the show, and I've always kind of missed it. And so... Here we are, and you may have noticed that we're once again rebranding the show. Uh, started, as I mentioned, as Jesus Never Ran. Now, Jesus Never Ran, the whole idea of Jesus Never Ran when this podcast was just in its infancy was to find the whole tagline was finding people that are using their time to make a difference in this world, something like that. The whole idea was, hey, people are taking time out of, out of their life to do things that truly matter. And then I did that for a while and I felt it, it, to me, it felt a little bit safe. And uh, I also was just dying to kind of come out of the closet and have some spiritual conversations that needed to be happening. And so then I changed the show to Chasing Goodness, where the whole idea was that if spirituality, if faith, if it's good for anyone, it has to be good for everyone. Otherwise, what's the point? So we had a lot of conversations about how, you know, faith should always lead to goodness and your belief system shouldn't lead to excluding people, but it should lead to including as many people as possible. And whatever it is that you believe, it's more about how you believe it than that you believe it, you know? So you can believe, you know, believe what you want (laughs) on some level, but those things that you believe, they should make you a better person and they should make life better for everyone around you. And so that was really the idea behind Chasing Goodness. And we're we're four years into this podcast now. So I think Jesus never ran, ran for about a year and a half, two years, Chasing Goodness, about a year and a half or so, something like that. I don't know. I'd ever looked. And so now we're jumping into Bring It Home. Now, a lot of you may recognize that Bring It Home is the title of the book that I released a little under about 10 months ago, a little under a year ago. It's called Bring It Home, The Adventure of Finding Yourself After Being Lost in Religion. And I've always, you know, I thought for years and years and years on kind of the conversation that I wanted to happen in that book. And I thought for years and years and years about how I wanted to share the stories from my life and the dream of the book. I wanted to tell some of these stories because they just, they're just, they're they're great stories. And I don't say that because they're my stories. I say that because I have learned so much from the stories I share in the Bring It Home book. And, um, and, and, but the concept is not necessarily that you would learn the same lessons from my stories that I did. The concept behind the book that I'd always dreamed about is if I value my stories and my life enough to share those stories publicly, whether it's on this podcast or, or whether it's through the book or any other medium, if I value my life and I see the value of those stories, the dream was that people would encounter those stories or come into contact with those stories 
And then that would start a conversation or at least a thought process of, hey, these are Matt's stories. This is what Matt learned through his stories. What are my stories? And how can I look at those stories and kind of open up my understanding of things like faith, things like purpose, uh, what have you. And so that's always been the dream. And the cool thing is, is as I've dialogued with people regarding the stories that I have in the book, especially, you know, I don't get to hear it as much through the podcast or even when people read the book. Sometimes I'll hear some feedback from people who have read the book. Sometimes I'll hear some feedback from this podcast. But when I get to speak at live events, which is by far my favorite thing to do in the world, and I share these stories or, you know, I work for other organizations that share other stories as well. But what I discover is, especially in those live settings, when I'm sharing a story and I'm done with whatever the event was, I get off the stage and the event's over and people always come to me. And sometimes they'll, they'll, they'll just say, oh, wow, that, that really touched me or that really meant something. But more often what people will say is they'll, 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 piggyback off of something I shared and they'll launch into a story about their own lives. And that's, that's my absolute favorite because that to me shows that my hope with the way that I'm a storyteller, uh, whether it's my stories or other stories, that the hope is that those stories would do exactly that. They would just piggyback into somebody else's story. Um, and I think life is full of stories intersecting one another. And the way that those stories intersect is really where magic can happen. So the whole concept of bring it home is, and it's just, it's kind of funny that, that I'm doing this. And let me explain what I mean. The idea of bring it home is that when things for me at least from a professional standpoint, but also from a personal standpoint, when things like fell off the rails, what happened is I took some time and I sat back and I mean, I took by taking some time. I don't mean I took an afternoon. I mean, I took a few years. And what I did in those years is I started thinking about my own story. And I started journaling about my own story. I started writing. The book Bring It Home came out of that time in my life as well. And by going back as far as I could, it brought about so much life because I felt like at that point I was around 40 years old. And what I was discovering is life through all its ups and downs and intersections with other people. It got to this point where it was kind of Mm, it was kind of hard to find myself in the midst of it because everything felt so loud. Everything felt so confusing. And I was also dealing with the, the disappointment of things that didn't go the way that I thought that they would. And so what I did is I went way back as far as I could. And for me, because my story is so, so intimately tied to my spirituality that's really what I spent a lot of time doing. And you'll see that if you've read the book, you know that. If you've listened to this podcast, you'll know that. Uh, and so I just went back as far as I could. And, and when I went back as far as I could, the feeling, the feeling that I had is was a coming home feeling, like reliving those stories in my mind and on pieces of paper and on my computer. It quite literally felt like a homecoming. And it was such a healing uh, experience. It was also an experience where by doing that, I was able to move through my life stories and move through even my more current stories and my more 
current reality to really uncover the purpose that I feel like I have for this world. And if we're not careful in this world, what will happen is people will put a purpose on us, especially if they find out what you're good at. We're, we all have different you know, gifts and talents, of course. And when people find out what you're good at, they often, and, and I'm not saying that they're doing this intentionally, but what almost always happens is they want to use what you're good at to help them out. And so I know I found that in my own life and it comes across as flattering because somebody sees what you're good at and they want you to use that in their context. And that is a flattering thing. And that's something that we should do. I'm not saying that we should not do that. I'm saying that we have to be careful that if we do too much of that without really taking in the context of what our purpose is here on this earth, we will end up trying to fill everybody else's purposes, fulfill everybody else's purposes without really understanding what our own is. And so by going through this process, it really helped me to, to gain an understanding not only of who I am today, but more importantly, who I've always been. And the beautiful thing is there's pieces of us that always have been and that always will be. Some of those pieces are really positive. Some of those pieces are really hard, but they're all true. And so even with the context of this podcast, I went through a similar kind of thing. Like I started in one space, like I said, Jesus never ran. And then I moved into a more spiritual space. And then I moved into a more kind of universal spiritual space. And now what I'm doing is I'm literally coming back home. What I'm going to be doing in this podcast really from here forward is focusing on some of the things that I wanted to do when I started the podcast. And that's really talking about and then interacting with people who are using their lives and using their own story to discover their purpose and then live that purpose out in this life in a way that truly matters. And so the dream of this, now for those of you who listen to this podcast and you're like, but wait, I love when we're talking about faith topics. Well, Almost everybody I'm connected with directly are people who faith matters a great deal to them. If you have read my book or heard my stories or listened to this podcast, you know that I can't talk about my life and my story without talking about spirituality. So yeah, we're going to talk about Jesus. Yeah, we're going to talk about faith, but we're going to do it with a different mindset. The reason is, and this is part of, and this I've been Man, I've been stewing on this since probably last January or so. I almost did the switch earlier in the year, but I really, some things happened in life, ended up moving, taking on a new position. A lot of different things happened where I haven't been able to do it until now. And the, the here's, here's what I've discovered in my life, in my faith circles, and then just in culture as I see it. We live, let's, let's first talk about faith because we talk so much about that on this podcast. When we think about faith, what I would say is one of the biggest flaws with faith throughout history, but we can certainly just talk about modern history in the last 20, 30, 40 years, is that there's this expectation that we all do it the same. And that's, you know, in, in our modern times, that's why the megachurch has become what it is, because it's almost this system, like you do this, you do this, you do this, and then you're a good little Christian, and then we all hold hands and sing together, high five, hug, and we're all good. And there, it's almost like the systematized type of 
programmatic thinking surrounding faith. Now, I grew up Catholic, so even more so in that type of setting. We all do the same things. We all say the same prayers. We all go through the same spiritual experiences. And because we do that and because we were kind of born into it or we chose it, then we are Catholic. And I have found, and now this is my story, and it may not be yours, but I'm guessing that it is, is that that doesn't really work that well. We've seen so many, just in my own life, in the city that I lived in for, you know, 20, 30 years, I, I probably was a part of or saw from a very short distance away, you know, eight to 10 church splits in my one little community, right? And if we look throughout history, we see it's just a history of church split after church split after church split, new denomination after new denomination after new denomination. And what happens is this denomination or this church comes to be, there's this expectation that everybody conforms to a certain way of doing church or a certain way of believing in the Bible or whatever. And then somebody says, wait a second, I don't want to do that. And they either get kicked out or they choose to leave because then they want to create their own system. And the problem is, is people keep leaving and creating different systems that have the same flaw. And that same flaw is the belief that somehow our faith is supposed to be the same as the person next to us. And I find that that's insane. <laughs> I find it's total batshit crazy. And and we don't have to look to, like, I don't, my home base is, and I had Jennifer Knapp. She was a, a Christian recording artist, now a non-Christian recording artist. I had her on the show a couple of years ago. And, you know, every once in a while you have those, those, those conversations with people and like, they'll say that one thing that just sticks with you. The one thing that stuck with me from her conversation with Jennifer Knapp's conversation with me a couple of years ago is because I was asking her, okay, you know, based on what you've gone through, do you still consider yourself a Christian? And her response was, well, and, and I won't get this exactly. You should go back and listen to it. But she said, Christianity and Jesus is my native language. And so I use it to understand and to explain my life from a spiritual standpoint. And I love that so much because I grew up where Jesus is kind of my, he's not my homeboy, he's my home base. <laughs> and Christianity is what I've grown up in. So I'm, I, you know, if people would ask me if I call myself a Christian today, based on most people's understanding of Christianity, I wouldn't because I'm much more of a universalist that has a has this history of Christianity and this love of Jesus built in within me. But by most people's definition of Christian, that would not make me a Christian because I don't think along the way that most Christian systems have thought. That's neither here nor there. That's not why I'm having this conversation. The point being that my whole belief around religion is that the biggest challenge with it is that we're all expected to fall into line and we're all expected to experience it within context in the same way, depending on what denomination or what religion or what form of Christianity that you're a part of. And, um, and that, like I said, that is, has caused all sorts of problems. What I've noticed, and again, okay, so going back and, and defending what I'm saying right now, if you look, again, that home base of Jesus, if you look at the life of Jesus in the, the Gospels, in the Bible, you can see that Jesus was very intentional about 
choosing his followers, the, the followers that it seemed like he chose, the ones that he said, come follow me, because a lot of people just followed him without him asking. But the people that he kind of cherry picked, the ones who he's like, you, 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 you guys come follow me. They were, none of them, very few of them had many similarities. It seemed like he purposely picked people who were widely different in their life in their belief systems, in their socioeconomic backgrounds, in the places that they were from. So he, he purposely chose a diverse group of people. And then if he would have done what religion has done throughout history, he would have gotten those people who were widely you know, different. And I'm not just talking about the, the 12 disciples. There was other women that were there as well. There's other people in that group. If he would have lived this out like religion has, what he would have done is he would have gotten them all, he would have sat all of them down and taught them some good, what we know today as good theology, right? He would have told them what's right, what's wrong, how they should live, how they shouldn't live, the rules they should follow, the rules that they shouldn't follow, but he did not do that. He didn't, didn't do anything like that. Another thing I remember from Colby Martin, who I had on the podcast a number of years ago, he said, if, if and again, I'm paraphrasing, he said, if Jesus was supposed to be a good teacher, he failed miserably because if the if the goal was to get us to be to get all the answers right and Jesus is a good teacher and that's supposed to be the goal well he didn't do his job <laughs> that's what he meant by it and i think that's true as well because his whole focus was not to change necessarily the way that people were but to really in my mind get them to live in a loving, in a kind, in a holistic, in a beautiful way. And to do that within the context of who they already are. He wasn't trying to get James to be more like Peter. He was, you know, he wasn't doing those kinds of things. He's like, here's who you are. This part of you kind of sucks. This part of you is pretty amazing. And he just, he just worked with what he had, but he wasn't trying to get everybody to believe or think the same. Now, post-Jesus, obviously, the disciples had a hard time with that, and we really created religious systems that were are arguably just as bad as the ones that are before Jesus. And so the beauty of a spirituality that um, is focused more on our unique individual stories is that those stories, as I mentioned already, get to intersect with other people's unique individual stories and all sorts of beauty can come out of those stories. Now, this isn't just you know, from here on. I mean, for a lot of this podcast, it's been a very spiritual podcast, not for all of it, but moving forward, it's not just going to be about spirituality because we can look at culture as well. And I always, I always just crack up that you can just are any of you out there people watchers? I enjoy like just watching people. And so, <laughs> I mean, not in a creepy way, just, you know, I like just sitting out, hanging outside. And when I'm in a park or in a place where there's a lot of people, I just I like to people watch. And you'll notice that there's always like, uh, you know, a, a fashion that's very popular. And so you might see a group of, I live now near Madison. So you might go downtown Madison by where the campus is down there and by the university of Wisconsin. And, and you'll see a group of, let's say 20 something year old girls who are going to college, they'll walk by you <laughs> and they're all wearing pretty much the exact same outfit. It might have a little different, you know, a little different here, a little different there, but in general, like it's the same thing. You'll watch a, a group of guys, you know, going to a sports bar together and they all are like wearing their hats the same way. They all have in general, like the same 
kind of jeans and the same kind of tennis shoes on, right? There's like this cultural reality as well, where we tend to lift up things that cause us to kind of try to have this uniformity. And I think uniqueness is really where life can be really beautiful. In our education system, we could find the same thing. You know, for the longest time we said, go to, you know, go to school, go to high school, go to college, get a job. You know, we just, it's everything so systematized in our world. And I think to have a more beautiful, more flourishing, more exciting world and for us all to feel like our piece of this world matters, what we have to do is we have to stop listening to the voice of the masses. We have to stop doing what everybody else is doing. We need to start leaning into our own life. We need to start leaning into our own story. And when we lean into our own life and when we lean into our own story, what we'll find is we'll find our own beautiful, unique purpose in this life. And that purpose, and and I'm not the guy who says, hey, you have like this one thing that you're supposed to do in life. What I'm saying is once you discover like who you are, and I mean like the the good, the bad, all of it. Like once you come to, to terms and when you come to peace with who you are by looking at your story, looking at your life, and I'm not talking about like, I'm not talking about the details here. I'm talking about like large picture, like who have you always been? Who are you today? Who will you continue to be in the future? What things light you up? What things get you excited? And then how can you be that person no matter where you are? A lot of times we talk about this idea of purpose and we naturally think, hey, okay, I'm supposed to have this one purpose. I'm supposed to do that for a career or I'm supposed to start a nonprofit, whatever. And and I'm not, I in some cases, that's absolutely true. I've had points in my life where what I felt led as a purpose in life to do was a part of starting something. This podcast is a part of that for certain. But more often, what it means is that you can live out your purpose wherever you are, no matter what you're doing. A lot of people are miserable in their career fields, not because necessarily they don't enjoy the work like work is work right sometimes you're going to enjoy it sometimes you're going to hate it and but but if you do the work that you're doing if you're doing the job that you're doing and you're doing it in the context of how somebody else wants you to do it well that's going to be a problem and of course on some level you have to do that but you have to figure out how do i do this job in my own unique way, living out my own unique purpose. And those will be the nuances in the job. And if you can figure out those nuances within the context of what you do, I think you can walk away from a job that you used to hate and now actually find tons of fulfillment in it. No, that's not always going to be the case, but I think there's a chance. I think there's a lot of people, I'm thinking, you know, a lot of people are going back to school right now. And I'm thinking about all the teachers that are going back right now. Many of them, because I was I used to be a teacher and I have a lot of friends in that field still. So I know firsthand that many of the teachers going back to school are miserable. And they're miserable not because they don't enjoy teaching, not because they don't enjoy students, but because they've gotten they've gotten man, broken down by a broken system. That's the easiest way to say it. They've been broken down by a broken system. So the system is going to be what it's going to be. And we can do our part to change when that opportunity comes. We can do our part to try to change the system. In the meantime, you're there. 
you've still decided to be a teacher. You've still decided to be a nurse. You still, you know, you could put, I've still decided to fill in the blank. And because that's your decision at this point, wouldn't it be better to figure out how to live your truest self and your purpose in that context and find as much joy and fulfillment as you possibly can instead of just complaining about how broken the system is? Like true heroes in our world are people that find a way to be their magical selves in the way of really hard situations and everybody's changed because of it. So that's, that's like the context of, of a workspace where if you find your purpose, you can change the whole perspective of what you're doing. It could be in the context of relationships. I know for me in the context of many of the relationships in my life, I would sacrifice so much of myself to make sure everybody around me felt okay. And on some level, that's a beautiful thing, right? That's valiant. That's humble, whatever. I get it. I, I, don't disagree with that. But on another level, if that's all you do, then you're going to lose yourself is what's going to happen. Everybody else may get, get to do whatever the hell they want, but you're going to lose yourself. And that's what I found in my own stories that I just kept giving away pieces of myself in my relationships. What that led to is my relationships weren't authentic because nobody really knew who I was. I was miserable. I was, and like, I would end up not enjoying being around the people I was in relationships with because I felt like I had to give too much in that content. You see where I'm going here? So the point being is that once you discover truly like who you are, how you operate, how you need to operate to feel at home, then do that within the context of your relationships. And there may be a learning curve for us in that. Uh, there certainly was for the people around me and that still is. People are still trying to figure out this new mat that kind of came out <laughs> not all that long ago. And, but it's a good thing. And you'll find that your relationships will be richer and more true and more authentic on the other side of it. I'm not totally on the other side of it yet, but I'm discovering that as I go. Uh, within the context of your parenting, the same thing. Within the context of even your the, what you do for enjoyment and your hobbies. like All of this can, can lead to a better life if you truly lean into the person that you were created to be in this world. Now, from a spiritual standpoint, I truly believe... I believe that that now I don't I don't understand God. I don't understand how God works. I don't understand how we came into being. I don't understand how the world came into being. I don't understand how emotions are a thing. I like I don't get any of it and I don't pretend to understand any of it. And part of what I love about my spiritual life is I live in constant wonder. I live in constant questions. I live by just enjoying what I experience and what I see instead of trying to understand it. Uh, G.K. Chesterton in his book, uh, Orthodoxy, in his, and again, I'm paraphrasing, but in one of the very first chapters, he talks about how there's one group of people who tries to get the cloud in their heads. And he said, what happens is their heads split. And there's another group of people who try to get their heads in the clouds. And they're the ones who truly get to live. Because if we try to understand everything, we're going to be miserable. But if we just allow ourselves to experience this world, then it can be really beautiful. And from a standpoint of spirituality, that can be such a life-giving thing to just allow ourselves to experience the divine, to experience God, to experience our own stories, and to live 
as fully as we possibly can in the context of our own story. So going back to that, I believe that God, he, she, they, it, however you describe God, I believe that God somehow formed us or allowed us to be, I don't, like I said, I don't get it, but somehow we were created or we came into being into this world. And when we came into being into this world, we came into this world a certain way. Without a doubt, there have been influences in all of our lives from a very early stage that have also had a lot to do with the person that we be, we have become. So there's a nature and there is a nurture without a doubt. But there's pieces of me that have been true. Again, this goes from thinking back about my story and going through that whole process. There's pieces of me that have been the same from as long back as I can remember and from all the stories anybody talks about me, like my parents when I was younger than I can even remember, some of these things hold true that still hold true today. Some of those things are things that at different times in my life I have not liked or I didn't want because they created hardships. And in my efforts to get rid of them, I just ended up right back to them. And that is true of the beautiful things in our life And that is also true of some of the negative habits in our life. And both are really important to understand in order to live this life in a way that is meaningful as possible. Friends, we get such a short time on this earth. And what happened before us and what happens after us, that's a big question mark. (laughs) But what I know is that every day matters so much and every interaction and every experience we have in those every days they all matter there have been moments of my life when one comment or one conversation or one person's interaction with me has changed my life for the better forever there have been things that have been said to me that caused me to go a certain direction in life. There's been things that have been said to me that caused me to have a confidence or to stand taller. There's also been things that have been said or done to me that have made me feel small. So all that to say, like every word out of our mouth matters. Every way that we interact with another person's story matters. So if we don't do the work to focus on being the most beautiful version of ourselves possible, those interactions could end up being authentic, inauthentic, and could end up being a detriment to the person that we're interacting with. And so this work that we're going to do on this podcast by having these conversations, by talking to other people, by just sharing some of the things that I'm going through as well, the whole hope is that we'd be able to all engage beautifully in our own life, beautifully within the context of our own story, and then ultimately live out our own purpose in this world. Hey, make sure you check out the podcast next week. We'll have our first official Bring It Home interview with a young man by the name of Brandon Flannery, who has an incredible story that you're not going to want to miss. You can keep tabs of everything I've got going on on my website, which is mattkinzera.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, let's bring it home.